by music and art, then you are in a safe space, my friend. Hello, my name is Keegan, and here we converse about things like mental health awareness, upcoming and anticipated artists, and even the power of your very own mind. Now breathe, relax, and clear your thoughts for today's wisdom. Alright, hello. I am here with Logan. Hello. So, um, first, just to kind of get a an idea of like what you do here what you do in general sure um well here i am the artist in residence at apg um that basically just means when i started here i was an artist without a studio and i was homeless basically so pete said hey i have an extra room you want to take it so you can like do stuff like sure so i just (laughs) locked myself in a room over there and made a record for a year um now with the expanded APG, I also facilitate some things every now and then when I'm needed, um, which could be just like driving to another state to do a class, or typically it's more based here. Um, mm. Yeah. So you get traveling in your job? A little bit, yeah. Little bit not here. not as much anymore. I kind of, after my touring days, I was like, I think it'd be nice to stay home. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was an experience to, like, go out, though. It was fun, yeah. It, it can be exhausting. I mean, like, yeah. it probably even as simple as, like, like being open and talking to people every day, kind of the same idea. Right. It's, like, it's fun and all that, but it gets exhausting after a while. I feel yeah. like uh, artists or people in a team with a tour or whatever can be very yeah. exhausted after a while. For sure. But... Yeah, so I, I assume you like your job yeah. and what you're doing right now. Is it different than what you originally planned like what was kind of your like when i grow up i want to be an astronaut type (laughs) deal well when i was growing up i don't know what i wanted to be before i started playing music but i started playing guitar when i was eight so fast forward i'm 28 now so after that basically i just wanted to be a musician just wanted to play like in a band with people when i was in high school that started changing too because, you know, you play in bands in high school and then people graduate if they're older and they leave. And it's like, oh, you were the one drummer that we had. So, okay, I guess yeah. I'll learn how to play drums so that I can do both. And then, like, your bass player leaves. It's like, okay, I'll learn how to play bass too. And then eventually I woke up and was like, I can do all of these things by myself. So I guess I don't need the band. I can just, like, hole up in a studio and do a whole thing. No. But then I was like, oh, well, I could learn how to, you know, work in a studio. And I had known you know, Pete, since I was 12, at least, well, since before that, but really my earliest memories were 12. And uh, then I just spent two years like at his house doing what you guys do, learning how to record and produce and do all the things. So then I was going to just move to like San Diego and work in a big studio. Um, That did not happen, obviously, for various reasons. A little bit different of an economy there well, everything's a little bit hello <laughs> a wild a wild pete just appeared let's just leave the part where oh wild pete has appeared and then cut right back um but yeah i was i was gonna move to san diego um i went to hello i swear the last time i swear <laughs> i swear pete now i gotta keep it that's right now you gotta keep it now it's a bit it's a recurring bit <laughs> No, you're fine. We, actually, I prefer things in threes, so if you could. <laughs> it's the smile as he leaves. <laughs> I love it. I, 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 
I always tell people I love him when he gets excited because he has that face. He does. It's the, that like scrunched up face. It's true. Funny. The eyes get wide. Um, yeah, no, I went to I went to school, Audio College University, as I like to call it, um, in Nashville. Worked with some big people, and the the vibe was okay. I'm gonna move. It's either going to be like New York or San Diego or LA or something like that. And I was always more interested in going to San Diego because like water is right there. Um, and then towards the end of like studioing in Nashville, I was just so burnt because I was working sometimes 18 hour days for seven days straight, like mm-hmm. rinse, repeat, do the thing, making very little money. Um, to pay the bills and I was just, it's just done. So bailed on that plan and moved back to Michigan. Was that your like hard part? Your like trench per se? Sort of, um, more, more in the sense of just like, I realized that I have a pattern where I can be like super workaholic and I just keep going and keep going and keep going Mm -hmm. until inevitably my body and my brain says, all right, it's time to shut down for a month. And then it's like, oh, well, how do I get anything else done for the month? You you don't. <laughs> you don't. So it's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I should, you know, be better at taking breaks and managing my time and setting boundaries and all that stuff. And I didn't really have – I didn't really have boundaries on that sort of stuff back then, nor was I really able to because of the way the business kind of works. Yeah. Um, Basically, if anyone calls you at any given moment, whether it's morning, night, you know, four in the morning, if you don't answer, it goes to the next guy or girl. So it's like, okay, well. Always on like, or what is it called? Always on, always on. It's like when you're very. Always on call. Always on call, but I thought there was something else because like I was trying not to use the word call again. That's fair. But um, yeah, so. So you, wow, I just had like the biggest brain fart. Have you ever had that happen? Where it just it's like the morning. farts everywhere. It's, yes. That's why I have this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just asking about like the roadblock or whatever. Cause like everybody mm-hmm. kind of has that like hard spot in their career. Yeah. And when you said like people were like leaving, you kind of had to learn everything on your own yeah. at the time that probably, or either that or any other part of your journey that would, that felt to be like the big hard part or whatever, yeah. it might've sucked at the time. But I mean, right. if it didn't happen, you probably wouldn't be where you are now. Oh, for sure. So absolutely. And I, I know that I like kind of recognize some of those things whenever something doesn't go right and i'm like this is a huge fallback and yep like even like losing my job like and the reason i'm doing this right now is because i lost my job so. yeah and it but not like uh oh i lost my job so i should do this to make money it was like a, right. oh i lost my job but wait i have an opportunity to yeah. spend more time yeah doing the thing that i want to do for sure so definitely got to spend a lot more time with that if you I'm trying to figure out a way to put this to where it's the most like neutral question. If That's you had fair. if you had an opportunity to be quote unquote famous, but like it's not just like given to you, like it you it is it. it is, but like it's in a sense that like you worked for it. Like you're right. not just like, oh, you know, you're famous. Right, yeah. Now. Just like if you had the opportunity to become famous. Not sure. like world famous, like you're right. in the McDonald's Happy Meals, but would you take it? If it was like super worldwide famous, 
I would hate every living minute of that. <laughs> um, just like, yeah, the scrutiny and all that stuff and people like following you around and I, yeah. All the YouTube videos. All the YouTube, like, yeah. Like, look what this person just did. Right. And like, you know, or like the clickbait. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a nightmare. If it was, you know, kind of that mid-level, like basically, basically if I'm able to comfortably live and you know take care of my family that's all i need so if it means like i'm like mid-tier sort of famous like tri-state or something like that mm. um but like you know let's say in that i'm a songwriter and people are from around the midwest are coming to like write songs with me and that is enough money for me to you know pay my mortgage and stuff like that I'd happily take that. Absolutely. Um, so it's more just like a stability thing. It's a, yeah, yeah, stability. You can do what you love and not be worried about, you yeah. know, where you're at in it or anything like that. Yeah. I'm a, I don't know if you like do those like Enneagram tests or the personality tests or anything like that. I think I did one once and it was like, I got like, it was one of the dumb like Snapchat ad ones. I clicked oh, yeah. on it because I was like, I personality yeah, yeah yeah and i clicked on it and i answered like over 130 questions and it was still going and i was right. like okay does this end or yeah, are they yeah. just gonna keep feeding me questions i got to the end of mine i don't think mine was horribly long but pete actually had me take it and i was uh you probably it, took the right one <laughs> well it is yeah whatever the one he sent me was um but i was an enneagram six which basically like stability and loyalty is a big part of like those are like my big values um yeah basically as long as i know my people are taken care of i'm happy that's all i need yeah that's the yeah i feel like we live in a very selfish world yeah and so a lot of people and, and even to the point where things that aren't selfish are selfish because i think that sometimes people go out there some famous people and they're like oh or like even before they get famous and they're like oh you know with all this money, I'm going to donate all of this to charity and I'm going right. to do all this stuff. And it's like, well, I'm very glad that you're doing it, yeah. but you're constantly openly announcing that you're doing that. And it's like, yeah, great to know and great but, to know that, like, if I want to help support, I can go to you. But, but at, at that point, are you just doing it for kudos? Yeah. All the comments are always full with like, oh, like, this is so great that you're doing that and blah, blah. And yeah. I'm not saying that you can't compliment some somebody for doing good, but no. you shouldn't do it seeking compliments. Correct, yeah. So, I don't know. I just feel like that's... Even selflessness is selfless or selfish these days. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's like a fine line, and it's, it's scary, because if you blink, you'll miss it. And then you're on the other side, and it's like, oh, I should... How do I get back? How and it's back? hard, too, because a lot of um, people are like, oh, well, you... I feel like a big thing right now these days is, oh, be yourself, um, which I agree with, but be mm -hmm. yourself, um, know who you are, and then, like, care about yourself. And, and, like, I do agree that, like, besides, I guess, like, if you have a loving spouse and it's the whole, like, oh, you know, if we were in a life or death situation, you know, I would give up my life for you. Like, right. I, I, I get that. But in all actuality you matter most out of everyone, but right. like from a you perspective. Yeah. 
Because I wouldn't be like, oh, you matter more than everybody in here from me. Like, in your eyes, your life matters the most because you're the one living. I mean, that's your Right, life. yeah. And so usually you're always wanting to look out for yourself yeah. first out of most of, out of everything else. Yeah. It's um, self-preservation at that point. And sometimes people will sacrifice some things to help out others. And that's not, you know, like, oh, well you helped out this person in need that's that's you're you're making yourself vulnerable you're you know deteriorating yourself as a person it's like a lot of people are it they it's both sides of the spectrum you're either selfish or selfless you're either caring about yourself too much yeah or you're not caring about yourself enough and it's kind of hard to like you're never going to make everybody happy but did i ask about your role models no Oh, I just asked like um you're like like what you dreamed of being when you grew right, up. Right, yeah, yeah. Um which I guess kind of ties in. I mean, did you have any I know role models change. Mm-hmm. Uh I know when I uh interviewed Hornet's daughter. <laughs> um streaming on all platforms. Streaming on all platforms. New album out now. Yo. Um but she was like, oh, well, do you mean role models from, like, when I was a kid or now? Because they've kind of changed over a bit, which sure. I, I definitely understand. They could also, role models also could tie in with your dream. I mean, if you if your dream was music, I'm sure that you had some people to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I first was interested in music, so I, I grew up, both of my parents um, were not musicians. They were jocks in high school and i was not that um so when i came around and it was like oh like i was listening to this band called chicago which is super like i don't know well they were they were a rock band but they had a horn section and it was like oh like this is interesting different this is cool um so i heard them and was like i want to learn how to play the trumpet and then i tried to like play the trumpet and gave up immediately because i couldn't like buzz my lips correctly mm-hmm. so like at first it's like oh like it's this guy like like the trumpet player from chicago and i was like oh nope nope can't do that sorry i guess i'll play guitar as like second fiddle sort of like pun intended and then uh so i started playing guitar because of that band but it didn't really influence my style at all so i like to get started it was like all right terry kath guitar player from chicago dope love that and then like probably within the next couple months i started like discovering my own kind of musical taste your own like sound yeah because everything was like you know whatever my dad had on cd or on a cassette in the truck it's like all right this is what we're listening to today um so finally i was like starting to figure out what my thing was and it was all punk rock so it's like oh cool descendants um green day at that point blank jimmy e world stuff like that my chemical romance i actually never got into them i was just about, I, I was i was hesitating to say yep. it and no, i was good. like i was like i was like my chemical romance fits in all those that he just said but i was like they he do. strikes me as someone that would be the one guy that's like actually actually yeah it's yeah them which is funny because my fiance is always like a diehard fan of pan of not panic at the disco of uh my chemical romance mm-hmm. so we went to chicago like last september to riot fest and the only reason she wanted to go was she wanted to see them because they were headlining and there was another like riot girl band that she really wanted to see and i was like let's go like, absolutely 
And so we were there for like 10 hours the first day and my chem like closed out the night. They played for two hours. I was just like in a sea of 200,000 people and I dissociated and I had a panic attack the entire time. It's even, it's probably even <laughs> worse at a rock concert because everybody is a lot more, Yeah. you know, yep. everywhere. I mean, I knew I, I went to a Kid Leroy concert. That's mm-hmm. not even a rock concert. I mean, there was Still a guy with a guitar, but like, yeah. I went to a Kid Leroy concert and I was surrounded by all these tiny little women. And I, yep. me and my buddy, me and my tall buddy, we were both just jumping up and down and yep. we're like, we're not going to let the woman nope. ruin our experience. And I just, I stepped on so many feet and I felt so bad. Oh yeah. Nope. But, Absolutely. Yeah. There was even like people like pushing past us, like to get up front. And like, I was moving out of the way for them. And the people behind us are like, you guys are way too nice. Why are you guys doing that? And I'm like, honestly, as long as I'm still alive, I don't care. About right. Also, we are taller than 99% of the people here. So we can still see no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. There are people like the, people on their shoulders and yeah. like, i actually got a really cool picture that i posted um and there was this kid that was sitting on his dad's shoulders i assume mm-hmm. or whatever but he was just constantly oh that's cool just with the just horn, horns up just devil horns he was like sitting up there just like up and down with the music and that's he was like I, I, like i don't know how the dad did it because he was pretty much on his shoulders like the whole time and that was like <laughs> a two-hour show but I would like die. right when everybody lowered their hands and stuff, I got a picture of him just like sitting up out of everybody oh, and dude. it looks so cool. That's really cool. Did like the music you experienced younger was there like different, like two different genres that kind of mix? Cause I know that that's, I feel like that's why mine is so open is because not because my parents listen to different, I mean, my parents do listen to different music, so yeah. it kind of mixes up, but they used to listen to the same type of music right, and now yeah, they yeah. listen to different types of music. Yep. So yep. it just, kind of like mixes up and then i just end up having a wide range and variety of things that i liked yeah so um both of my parents are from detroit and they both had a heavy phase of like country music in the 90s um my dad like wore a cowboy hat and cowboy boots to his wedding my mom was a barrel racer and she hates country music now. (laughs) that's amazing so like growing up and and he liked a lot of um like prog rock from the 70s and 80s and stuff like that so there's a lot of that in the house um my mom loved like journey in boston so a lot of these kind of like big like not pop metal but kind they were kind of like pop rockish whatever and that was kind of always more my speed anyway um and then there would be some country interspersed and then early 2000s my mom had like one cd and it was like the backstreet boys um and i remember she would like clean the house the one cd it was the one cd that she owned at that point and she yeah she would listen to it on like repeat as she cleaned the house the entire day um so at one point i knew every word to every one of those like early backstreet boys songs every album i have a cd of i know pretty much every word to every song because i I don't know that's just how cds are you own you own the cds you constantly pop them in they're always playing back the same songs yep so yeah do you you seem you strike me as the type of person that likes theories i enjoy theories they're not really like theories like bermuda triangle type theories they're more just like psychological type theories Mm mm-hmm but um, have you ever like 
really read up a bunch on any type of like lucid dreaming or any type of other dreaming or done any dreaming research or even just thought about dreams i've thought about them i've never like taken the time to do the research on them that's always the part that i'm really bad about um does your brain just like clock out when it reaches a point of like this makes no sense (laughs) uh sometimes sometimes and i have friends that they'll, they'll they'll do that they'll just like talk and talk and talk and do the thing and i love it and then at some point my brain just goes we have reached maximum capacity for whatever this is. Today. My brain was not intended to reach uh, this. That's level right. It's like reboot wisdom. and try again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe after more coffee. But no, I'm, I've always been fascinated by, uh, by different theories and dream theories in general, because I am one of those people that like, I don't remember any of my dreams just in general. I go to sleep, like I lay my head on the pillow and I black out. Do you even like have them or like, do you, I don't do you, know. do you think you have them? Because I feel like, cause if you, if you just, if, if sleep is just like a quick black screen for you per right. se, I feel like you just don't dream. I, I mean, <laughs> because, honestly, I thought about it because like, I, I know, I know that I dream, um, I'd say not as much as I used to, but I'll have, dream just dreams in general whether i can remember them or not i'll definitely have close to 10 a month maybe but the only ones that i can remember i maybe will remember one or two a month right and and that's just a random guess but like just to show i don't have dreams that often most of the time i have nightmares actually i would always have nightmares i wouldn't have dreams like once in a while i'll have a dream but then it just ends up turning into a nightmare right but and and maybe that's because, you know, what goes in stays in and then goes into your dreams. I was sure. about to say what goes in comes out, but right. dream. Well, it comes out in your dreams or your yeah. nightmares. But because all the horror movies and oh, all that stuff. I don't, like, think that that would, like, contribute, though, because some of these are, like, really wacky, like, yeah. fever dream type things. Right. Do you think they'll they'll eventually, because, like, lucid dreaming is you're, you're, you know that you're dreaming. And you're in control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And people... There's, you can go on YouTube, not going to say that any of them will work, but you can go on YouTube and find a bunch of videos on, even posted from like actual like medical websites and stuff on how you can lucid dream and stuff like that. Interesting. And like things like steps that you can take to prepare yourself every night. And like, obviously it's a process you got to go through. Right. But like I said, not guaranteed. There's no actual... Thing that you can follow and it's going to guarantee you to start lucid dreaming yeah. but people are trying to control that and <laughs> in met in the medical world yeah i know i saw it somewhere and i forgot where i saw it but i saw stuff on like uh doctors working on like controlling lucid dreams and stuff you'd think they could be used for anything potentially good or bad like self-improvement or like even you you could go you could go like self-improvement medical way or you could go like vr without vr type like fun way because i mean it could be fun yeah but i feel like they're trying to do it more so for like a health right type way but i don't i don't know because like dreams are weird yeah i think my my kind of like opinion on all that stuff is that um humans are stupid and uh a lot of the time i feel like we meddle in things that like like there are some things where it's like all right this works this makes sense. 
there are some things where I'm like, oh, why are we, maybe we don't touch that. Like, that just seems a little scary. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like, space exploration and stuff like that terrifies the crap out of me. Because I'm like, what if you find something that you we were not meant to find <laughs> and, you know, that's the end of our civilization or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some things, like, if there's a, a health aspect to it, like, I think that would make sense and I think that would be cool. I just wonder, like, how far is too far? Like, yeah. like are we shooting for, like, all right, you know, that's I've got what the I... cold this month and I, I want to get rid of this cold or are we going for, like, oh, like, it's time to seek out immortality or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of what I thought about the whole growing growing chickens in a Petri dish thing where oh, they, wow. like, extract the DNA from the chicken. Because there was that video that came out. There was this, uh, like, Healthy Eats dude that came to my school and was doing a presentation. He was showing a video of a company he worked at. And in the video, they were eating chicken nuggets from the chicken that was walking on the table right in front of them. But it's because they extracted the DNA from the chicken and grew it. But not into another chicken. They grew it into, like, chicken meat. And That's then, so whack. So, so it's, so technically, <laughs> it's, so it's like, it's being vet, it's like being vegan, but not for the purpose of you don't want to eat meat because it is meat. It is meat, but it's, you're not taking a life. Yeah, yeah. so it's like. So it's like the solution for vegans because it's like, oh, you can still eat meat and enjoy meat, but you're not harming anything. Yeah, at infinitum or whatever. But I'm just wondering what they put in it to make the DNA into meat. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just, that's another thing. Or it's that's just, pretty crazy. I don't think that's something we should do. <laughs> like, humans should not do that. Yeah, that seems that seems a bit questionable. But... Because, you know, plant-based burgers, that was one thing. Right. We're making them out of plants. Yeah. I always think it's funny, too, when people are, like, arguing with vegans or vegetarians, and they're like, well, what about, like, Venus flytraps? Like, plants eat animals, too. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh. That's horrifying. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, just that whole dream thing is a, a little much for my brain. Yeah, I think I used to dream as a child. Um, and by that, I just mean like, I think probably before high school. Um, but I don't remember again, maybe I don't have them. So that's why I don't remember. Or maybe I just, maybe you just lost your imagination. It's possible, <laughs> which is bad. Cause I'm a songwriter. <laughs> you, you put, you put so much out onto your work. That that's right. So there's nothing left. Yeah. That, oh, you have scary. too much like music and production in your brain that there's no room for like creative dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much my, uh, yeah, my fiance is very much like the uh, imaginative, you know, like more like emotionally thought processed kind of person out of the two of us. I'm much more like rigid and logical and like, what is that left brain? Whatever it is. Um, so she asked me early on when we were dating, she's like, yeah, like, what are your like dreams? And like, you know, what do you? Like, what's, what's your thought on this? And I was just like, I don't, I don't dream. I don't. I, I, yeah, my, my thought on that is that I don't. And she was actually very concerned. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean you don't dream? Like, I, at least I don't remember them. I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's like, it's, it's kind of a weird story. But uh, our house is 143 years old. 
140 and uh but it's this dope like brick duplex that i bought downtown and uh this last summer it's like two stories and then there's like an attic kind of access thing in one of the closets and uh but you need like a, a tall ladder to get to the hatch they so don't my, have like a fold, of, fold it, down no or no it's literally just like it's a trap door that they use hooks to like keep you know firm down mm. um so my dad came over during the summer it was just me and him and uh will you shut up the phone go away <laughs> that's why um, i hate vibrate i used to have mine on vibrate and then i was like it annoys me too well much. it's funny because i have it on do not disturb but he's one of my favorites or whatever in my oh. phone so it's like oh it'll still go through um no so my dad brought over a ladder and goes all right like you've been in this house for six months it's time to like look up in the attic and see what's going on so and the, the door is was like, there a reason to see what was going on well like, was there a suspicious smell coming out or no were you guys just like so, we haven't touched this thing since we got we should probably well look. <laughs> well we had a, a company come out to like because it had asbestos in it and uh-huh. uh, and it's a rental so like if I wanted to run to the other side, I had to remove all this like poisonous stuff, you know? So I had this guy come in and he brought in a team and he went up in my side and he came down. He was the only one that had seen the attic and he comes down and we're like, so what did it look like? And he goes, dude, you got hardwood floors up there. I was like, Oh, dope. Maybe eventually that's a third floor. Okay, cool. So my dad's like, yeah, okay, let's go up and let's take a look. See what you know he's talking about and they were there were hardwood floors but they weren't great but we're walking around it's like 95 degrees up there because there's like very little ventilation and stuff plus it's an attic plus so it's, it's like, an attic yeah. and it was summer so we're like okay like you know i think we're done exploring up here let's go back down um but we were so tired and like delirious from being like like overheating um that we left the hatch door like open and he took the ladder with him so the door was just open to the attic and I went to bed that night and then I woke up at like 3.30 in the morning completely paralyzed, couldn't move. And I was just like, what the like, what? And I'm like, I'm scanning the room with my eyes and it's like pitch black, but I see this like seven foot tall thing with like piercing red eyes made out of smoke. And I just like, I'm staring at it and it blinks and I go, Ah! and he goes and vanished and i was just like i called my dad the next morning i'm like dude bring the ladder back we got there's something in the attic we need we need to put the door back up it's not happy (laughs) he's like all right all right and so it comes over we put the thing haven't seen it since like okay maybe the house is haunted which is kind of rad like i'm not mad about it it was just like oh this was a fun exploration thing so i was like oh is he my sleep paralysis demon or what (laughs) what is this uh there's this guy I used to watch on, um, I forgot what platform, but he used to go live all the time. He was a ghost hunter. Nice. Um, but he had, he, he, instead of like going to locations or whatever, his own house was haunted <laughs> and not because I, it wasn't because I, I think the house might've been haunted like previous maybe or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. But whether it was haunted or not beforehand it was now that he had a bunch of cursed dolls in his basement because uh. he because he decided that one of his hobbies was going to be to go around the world and buy these dolls that yeah. have problems with them and he's like oh that you said that doll turned its head counterclockwise and planned on murdering your sister i want that so oh my gosh so but there was this like really big special one that he bought and i forgot the significance of it but it, like there was a whole story behind it obviously yeah. and 
it was like it's like in a glass box it's one of those dolls it's in a glass box with like a locked door okay and obviously he has a camera pointed towards it and obviously every night it doesn't stay still and obviously every night the door opens so that's like was his thing that i always used to watch is you would just be sitting there and then the doll head would be like and you'd be like i love that kind of stuff (laughs) and it it's nice to know when it's like not completely set up too. Yeah. Because I know they used to have that one ghost hunting show like on TV. I forgot what it was. It wasn't just like ghost hunters or something. Right. But it was like, it, it, it was more mainstream yeah. than just guys on YouTube doing their own phasmophobia stuff. So. Oh God, I love that game. I, I, I wish my friends would play that game with me more. They all got too scared of it. <laughs> I love it. I'm horrible at it, but I love it. Yeah, I'm horrible at it too. Especially when they add stuff, they added the like Ouija boards and stuff like <laughs> they that. They added like, so much stuff. I hadn't played in like a year, and then I started playing again. I was like, "What is this?" They added, they added no. like two. Well, because the game was very balanced, it was like, "Oh, you know, just like regular ghost hunting. If it does this, then it might be this one. Right. But oh wait, it did this, so we got to cross those out, stuff like that." They added two new ghosts that just like loophole the whole thing. Yep. So now, so now, pretty much. You never really know. No. I made no money in that. I went bankrupt so fast. <laughs> but my uh my future brother-in-law loves that game. So he would but he didn't have like a computer at home, so he would come over to my place and play it. And so it was on my account and all this stuff. And he'd come downstairs, like I'd be watching TV. I'm like, "You done?" Goes, "Yep. I got you another $4,000." <laughs> like, "Dear God, boy. All right." And then I'd go up to play like with some buddies the next day and I'd lose every dime. Uh. <laughs> thanks for making the money so i can buy all my equipment back <laughs> that's right and then immediately lose everything <laughs> i was looking through some psychology topics yesterday because i've been working on trying to get a psychologist on the show nice um i've actually uh got in contact with a couple and hopefully they're they're not anyone big name by any means but Eventually, I would like to get there to the point where, like, I can talk to a well-known psychologist. Yeah. And one of the ones that, you know, it's like, oh, try not to get cracked by the psychologist because they ask so many questions that are so deep. Right, yeah. (laughs) But um, I was looking at this one psychology topic, and it was about people's, like, walking speeds. Okay. And how they, like, because psychology is... A lot of mental stuff, but body language yeah. is also very important when it comes to um, how you come across to people. For sure. Without even, like, saying any words or anything. Yeah. And so so this is all from uh, just videos that I've watched. I just collected a bunch of information about it, but it's pretty set in stone. So, every human has an ideal walking speed that burns the least amount of energy, you would agree. You have a walking speed that you just, Naturally is most to. comfortable to you, and then people yell at you like, you walk too fast, yep. and you're like, well, you walk too slow. That's right. Your legs are too short. <laughs> yeah, you I have a long stride. <laughs> it's, it's the best when people are like, you're so tall, you walk so fast, and it's like, like, I always tell people I'd rather, I would rather be average height than tall. I do not want to be tall, because... The worst part about being tall is not the knee and back issues. It's hearing <laughs> that you're tall every yeah. single day. Yeah. So, but 
men normally walk faster than women also that's yep just kind of a general um different everybody has their own different walking speed obviously but uh generally generally since men are taller and uh just uh, generally stronger they have seem or happen to walk a little bit faster um so someone has to pay that cost of energy to match the other person's pace when they're walking together so dr uh carowall i hope i said i said that right um conducted an experiment gathering 11 heterosexual couples 22 men and 22 women and had them walk a time lapse on a track like just a regular running track um switching them between walking alone and walking with another person (laughs) the results showed that a man walked uh if a man walked by his romantic partner he slowed down (laughs) holding hands or not right um when a woman or when a woman when a woman walked with a man um who they were in a platonic relationship with they like met in the middle she slowed down or she sped up a little bit he slowed down a little bit and that's in a platonic friendship women walking together both slowed down (laughs) and men walking together both sped up beyond their preferred preferences yep so based off of those answers what do you think is the importance of nonverbal communication Besides just posture and body language, like when it comes to like matching other people's nonverbal communication. I would say for me personally, it's not important, but that's just because that's not a thing that I look for um, or like I can't analyze that or I don't analyze that. So like, you could have the most like aggressive sitting posture right now. And I wouldn't know that you're like angry or like trying to assert aggression or whatever Um, for other people, just from my experience, because I totally will sit in a way or I'll stand in a way and then people will walk away and I'll hear later. It's like, Oh yeah, they were very intimidated by you. I'm like, Oh, I was just standing. Sorry about that. Didn't real. Okay. I'll try and work on that. (laughs) Um, So, I guess I'll in the end I'll say yeah it's it's important. It's important. Do you um present nonverbal communication uh as much since you don't perceive it as much? I don't think so, which is probably bad. <laughs> or is probably I could I could improve at it and I think there's a lot of things that I could improve upon in that kind of sense. I mean, I I guess it's better to have bad nonverbal, well, not bad per se, but it's better to lack in nonverbal communication, but be good at communication than to lack in communication, but be good at nonverbal. Because if you look like the friendliest person on the outside, then just suck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a little bit more of an issue. That's a bait and switch, and that's horrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm a... I th- I think I'm an effective like verbal communicator. Um, am I the most polite at times? No, no. And that's a th- and then I'm I don't know until like after the fact, and it's just like oh, like I probably should have not phrased it that way. Or like my fiance Zoe will always tell me it's just like well that was a bit out there. <laughs> I'm like I didn't realize I said a thing. I'm sorry. I will apologize to this person. I think yeah, just in the end, nonverbal 
communication is very important and it is a thing that I'm actively working on every day. <laughs> You're more of like a just speak your mind type person. Yeah, I I, I don't like BS. I don't like to, you know, uh, skate around things. If something is said or done, not incorrectly, but if it's like if I'm in a work environment and like a superior quote unquote says something that like belittles another person, I will like say it. I'll be like, hey, that was pretty freaking lame in front of everybody. And then like, like it, it's gotten me in trouble a handful of times. Um, but in the end, it's like, OK, like, thank you for communicating that. I appreciate that. We live in a society where actually it's been getting a little bit better recently kind of being real mm-hmm. and just being upfront and honest about things. Yeah. Um, not m- more so honest as in like honesty versus lie, but honest as in like, you're not sugarcoating a lot of things. You're yeah. just giving people a straight up answer so that they know yeah. because, and that, and that's a little bit hard to do because a lot of people, even if it's constructive and even if, yeah. You know, everything was fine and there was no, like... Bad blood. No, yeah, no nothing between the person and then that person just says something. I know that, right. like, I am terrible at talking, but I'm also terrible at talking to women. And, <laughs> and, 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 the, and the main reason why is because I don't know what is good to say and what is bad to say. Obviously, I know that, like there there are bad things that you yeah. can't say and there are and there are things that are completely fine to say. I know that. But right. when it comes to other people's like lingo or whatever, like yeah. I'll I'll be like there's some things that my mom didn't tell me I can't say to a woman as I grew up. I mean, if actually a good example if my mom would have never or if no one ever in my life would have ever told me that like asking about like a woman's weight or something like that is yeah. a bad thing. I mean, that's a little bit more obvious than what I'm talking about, Sure, but that's, but yeah, that's, that's the, the general example. Right. I would just be talking and that would happen. And then they'd be like, Oh, that was kind of rude. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was offensive. Right. So like it's, yeah, it's in that stance where it's like, it's hard because you don't know what could be offensive that you say, but at the same right. time, it's like, I shouldn't be, constantly worrying about how i talk because i should just be me yeah. because you filter yourself but you can't filter yourself so much that you're not you're not you anymore no yeah i agree and the way the way that i kind of live my life is i don't take really anyone or anything seriously um like the work that i do i take very seriously but when it comes to like me as a person, I'm just a goofball. Like I'm going to say and do a lot of stupid stuff. Um, and I kind of think, you know, like stand up comedy, not that I'm a stand up comedian by any means. Um, but I think kind of like the landscape of that has changed so much in the last, like even, you know, maybe not so much, uh, maybe 10 years. It's been a good while. Um, but like, you know, Oh, you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't say this. You can't say that. It's like, well, like I can, like I'm, I physically have the capability. I can. Of doing I, it. I just have. I, now I, you know, if yeah. back then, if I said it, 
people would laugh or people would get angry. Now, if right. I say it, people will laugh or someone will send me a death threat and show up to my house. Right. <laughs> so. and, I, and I think, like, there's definitely the line of, okay, am I doing this to, like, verbally hurt or physically hurt or whatever it is, a, a certain person or, you know, a demographic or whatever it is. And that's wrong. Like, you shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, intentions in, yeah. and um, tone yeah. are two very important things. That, That's everything. Like, Because people are focusing more on what they're saying the con- than, yeah. the, than the tone and the reasoning that they're giving to it. Right. And, I mean, that can go both ways. I mean, someone can be super nice to you and have a bad tone about it and it comes yeah. off wrong. Or someone can be, like, super rude to you and you know, come off a nice tone and it's like kind of like gaslighting or it's just right. It's, you got to correlate the two together or else people, cause I I have plenty of people that talk to me and they're very like flowy with how they communicate with me, but they're not flowy when they communicate with other people because they understand that I know what they mean when they talk, but when they talk to other people, they might not understand it as much or whatever. I had a, a session the other week and one of the songs sounded very like it didn't it wasn't a copy by any means it just sounded like it reminded me of this band that i liked in high school so i was like oh like i really love this because it has this kind of energy and i didn't realize that apparently that was not at all what they were going for it just happened to be like it 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 was what it was um and i was with another person who was kind of like running the show. I was just like there to hit things. Um, and he kept like looking at me like, dude, like stop. And I'm just <laughs> like, well, yeah, but like, this is what it is. Like this, it's 100%. Like, even if you didn't intend for it to be that, this is what it reminded me of. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And they were just like, no, no, stop, stop. I'm like, I'm not going to freaking stop. No, <laughs> that's stupid. Yeah. It- I hate it when people, like, in that, like, split second, people just decide, I have authority over that person now. Right. Like, like if he tells you, oh, you should stop. You yeah. should stop. Like. Yeah. I'm just like, nope. how about you stop? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, like, we're just going to keep having a good time. It's all good. Yeah. Like, no one's butt hurt. It's fine. <laughs> That's another thing. People need to treat themselves equally. Yeah. But also care about yourself. Also, care. <laughs> yep, that's right. The line. The line. Um, but I don't know how much time you got. More, if you should be getting going soon. I can do another like fifteen. Yeah, I just I just got a couple more Go uh, ending or closing yeah. comments. Um, so stress. Uh, it's endemic to modern society, and anxiety is a physical and mental negative expectation, I would say. Um, But anxiety has a purpose. I mean, it keeps us alert and it um, can help us be, what's the word I'm looking for? Pervasive. Um, It can be pervasive and disrupt life and it can like, it, it can keep us alert, but it can keep us too alert sometimes. Sure. That's why if you're if you're in a big setting and you get 
a ton of anxiety or an anxiety attack or whatever. That's, you know, yourself being too alert and not being able to control yeah. what is given to you. Yeah. And that's you not being able to respond to the stimulus. Yeah. Which is, which like also again, for anyone out there, I don't want to be like, oh, if you have anxiety attacks, you're not controlling your anxiety. Right, like, I don't want right. to say that, but like, that's what it is. Yeah. And um, the two rising causes, I actually want you to guess this one. What do you think the two rising causes um, of anxiety and anxiety and stress for young people nowadays is? Oh, God. I mean, all I know for me is that it's like overwork, like overworking or um, just like stressing about the future, like uncertainty. That's all I can think of. Honestly, um, it, it seems a little bit more, um, or it's a lot more... Uh, What's the word? It's a lot more uh, simple than you would think, nice. actually. But those, I would agree with those two. Yeah. Um, but the two biggest for young people, parenting practices. Okay. How, like, parents are raising their kids nowadays. Okay. And yep. social media. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and, and, but, like, I definitely see where you're coming from from that but for sure uh and i definitely agree with both of those but especially social media because i've gotten rid of all my social media anything that i have now is just for my podcast good for you and and which is hard because you know it's like i'm trying to stay off the social media but i also need to use it for this so right yeah it's a little it's a little um is counteractive a word that I could use? Yeah, yeah. It's counter counteractive, counterproductive. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. But um, they butt heads, the two different things, yeah. Same thing with the selfish and selflessness. I've got to find a line where I can, you know, sit and be comfortable with it. But social yeah. media, it can, it's like, it's a worse form of judging. <laughs> it's like, it's like if judging was like, a, it, it, like, if judging was recommended like if people recommend if judging was like oh you should judge that's what social media is because there's like never judge a book by its cover right this is literally social media is is just multiple covers with a button on the bottom saying should i judge or should i not exactly yeah (laughs) so it's yeah i don't did you like what's your like social media experience did, did you do the kind of the same thing and just kind of drop everything were you ever in it i i was in it i mean i was in it like early myspace days that was like <laughs> that was really when it began i have no um, comments <laughs> um and now that you know timberlake owns it if he still does um he hasn't brought it back so um but that was like the early on thing that i did and then i've been on facebook and like twitter for over a decade um but like i don't really use them i don't really use and i, I have instagram plus i feel like facebook and twitter are more business official they than, kind of, yeah yeah because like i know that um my main page for my podcast is on instagram but yeah. that's because i'm trying to reach a younger audience and younger that, audience no, are yeah. going to be on that platform absolutely but and i only had facebook once for marketplace and then i deleted it afterwards yeah um but it's like getting so much because with a society that's very snappy and i want things now oh yeah and very impatient uh no um patience mm-hmm. yep but um with the new social media like even tiktok oh ugh. so 
just like doom scrolling yeah it's quick videos that you can instantly i can watch i actually youtube started doing the same thing with their youtube shorts and i actually am happy that they're doing that because i i I already know that tiktok's tiktok's gonna have a dying point and it's coming up pretty soon and especially with youtube shorts and there's a lot of like clickbait canceling that's going on is what i would call it which is a lot of people are calling out fake content creators that sure. are making fake content just to draw people in and stuff like that. Yeah. And I actually found a guy on YouTube shorts and he has a series called speed running YouTube shorts. Okay. And in one video, he'll probably go over 10 or 12 clips of different YouTube shorts. Yeah. And he'll just be like, he'll, he'll play the intro of it. Like, like, Oh, you know, this man murdered these three people, but why? Here's the big reason behind it. And then he'll just cut it off and be like, oh, this is what happened. And then he just like runs through it real quick in a matter of 10 seconds and then moves on to the next one. Oh and gosh. he just runs past all of them and, you know, yeah. all these ones that are like, does this chemical reaction work? And, and he, he goes, just goes, nope. Nope. And then he just goes to the next one. And it's like, I love this dude That's because effective. instead like of that. watching, you know, stuff all day, I mean, I don't really do it that much in general, but instead of scrolling through stuff all day, I could just Hold watch his stuff. Yep. Just so much less time wasted. Cause I, I really do hate those ones where it's like, you know, does this work? Does it not? And yeah. then you got part twos and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm more of just a I'll watch a video if I need to figure out how to do something. Look that, it up on YouTube. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I hate social media, and I rarely use it. I think like the one that I used to use all the time was Instagram, but I pretty much stopped after I left the road um, because I wasn't doing something every single day. So I was like, okay, I can slow down. This is cool. I think I posted like three times in 2022. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I don't think I've done anything since then. And now it's, it's, yeah, kind of like used for business purposes. Like I used it to plug the Christmas song I did with Brennan and Jason. Like that was, that was really the last thing I did. And now we're in April. So, um, I think, and this sounds super weird because I'm not that old. Um, but I feel old, especially in the way that I think and I view the world, um, I, I, I say the same thing, even yeah. though, which, which is weird because I also feel like you might feel this too in the sense that you have like an older traditional type of thought when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. But then on other ends of the spectrum, you are very not old and traditional oh, and sure, yeah. you like are very happy with the new things that are happening in the world. Yeah. That's, that's definitely how I feel because like my dad, I, my dad, um, Obviously, grew up with him because he's my dad. But oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I would hope so. He uh, it was always like uh, '60s rock, right? Um, cars, motorcycles. Yep. He's not, you know, big burly lumberjack man, but he's man enough to yeah. be stereotypical man, I right. guess. Yeah. Um, but he he was enough. To that point to where when I started wearing long earrings and putting eyeliner on, he was like, nope, he, 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 he wasn't like, you know, oh, I'm keeping my son home and right. closed in my house for the rest of his life. But like, he was like, you know, walked up to me and he's like, do you like, do you like guys? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no dad. Yeah. Yeah. No dad. Yep. <laughs> just, just wearing this stuff. Cause I want to. Yep. But, 
Um, mm-hmm. In that sense, we didn't have that connection. But in another sense, I grew up watching VHS movies. I like don't ever use social media, yeah. and well, more recently because it's been a thing that I've been doing for the past like month or so. Right. But don't touch my phone barely at all. Don't really text people. Um, if something needs to be done, I do it the hard way and get it done faster instead of doing it the easier way that takes longer. Yeah. Because, you know, hard work is the only thing that's going to get things done. That's right. So it's just like, I do have those older views, but I do have some newer views as well. Well, and you can still like, you can think of things in like an old school way, but you can use all these new tools that are available to you to get the job done even faster than like if this was 20 years ago. Yeah, and I know we're not talking about music, but, like, that even works for music. Absolutely. Like, because so many people are like, oh, you're using that thing that is helping you generate that and, like, help you out with that. And it's like, yeah, I don't use the technology that's available to you. It's like, Like, I'll use a $100 plugin instead of paying, like, $1,000 for the real, like, virtual, or for for the real virtual synth, for the actual, like, physical analog synth mm -hmm. in front of me. I will gladly pay $100 for the thing that sounds exactly the same, and, if not better. Yeah, because that's all it is. You're buying, you're literally buying that synth. You're just like plugging that sound into your workflow, keyboard, your and thing. your yep. thing, you know? It's, yep. It just works for you. Yeah. And you can take it anywhere in the world <laughs> on your laptop, whatever it is. Yes, honestly. So, yeah, no, I, yeah, I definitely agree with a lot of that. And yeah, I again, social media, I pretty much just use it for promotional businessy things. Yeah, same. It's social media is something that I'm going to be talking about more on this podcast every episode and, and kind of hinting towards the fact of even though my accounts for everything is on social media, that's to reach you guys that I'm yep. trying to tell you to get off social media because right, you yeah. need to experience everything in front of your face. Cause that's why I stopped texting people. I real and that's why I stopped like, you know, asking people to hang out that weren't asking me to hang right. out. Cause I was like, if people want a connection with me, it's right here. Yeah. It's so much more meaningful when it's face to face. Cause when I meet somebody for the first time over text, it's, it's like I'm talking to a flat screen, yeah. blank wall. It's so dissociative. It's just weird. Um, and it doesn't feel human. No. Texting texting never feels human to anyone, no matter how good at it, no matter how fast you text. I'm a really fast texter. I can text a full paragraph, with maybe misspelling a couple words here and there yeah. without even looking at my phone. Yep. I've gotten that good at texting, and yep. it still doesn't feel human, human at all. No, no. I actually, uh, I'm to the point... And I've been to this point for a long time, but even when I go to see like a band play, I get physically irritated when people just pull out their phones for the entire show. Like even if it's like, I want to capture this memory. It's like, no, live in the now. We are all here currently. Mm -hmm. Enjoy it for what it is. I will happily pay money to see a band multiple times if I want to see them again. I was, uh, that's, I was getting like a little self-conscious and overthinking it when I was at the Leroy concert and I would like take a 10 second video and then I would like stop it. And I'd be like, I really hope the people behind me aren't wondering why I'm taking like 10 second vids. Right. But it's just because I don't want to miss anything. Like I want to capture a little bit of it and then just throw it in my pocket. I don't care about, because like literally there were people that were just holding their phones the whole time. And I was like, I was like, 
I don't even like. I don't even care about the missing the concert part. The gravity hurting my arm too much. Oh, I can't yeah. hold it up there the whole time. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I've had people actually like ask me, you know, because you know, say I go to a show and then it's the next day, but I didn't tell said person I was going to see the show or whatever it was. And even if it's someone that doesn't like that band or doesn't like whatever it was, just like, so what did you do last night? And she's like, oh, like I went to go see blah blah blah. And they're like, really? Like you didn't take any video or photos and post them on Facebook? I'm like, no, I freaking nah, didn't. I took them with my mind that's, and my eyes. That's right. It's like, nope. I just went and I experienced it. I li- and I'm also like, I can't do like punk rock shows where like you have mosh pits and stuff like that, or like Warp Tour. Like that used to be my jam when I was younger. I can't do it anymore. I'm too old. I'm frail. I will break easily. So I just like I literally stand there with my arms crossed, which is probably again like. Not the best thing for an artist to look out and see. She's like, "Oh, is he enjoying this?" You're just, you're just, but I'm like, just vibing. You're like sitting there yep. like this, and everybody's like, "Wow, you're really just having the time of your life, buddy." And yep. in your head, you're just like, Whoa. "Yeah, <laughs> absolutely." At that point, I'm like, "I got to stand in this spot for three and a half hours." All right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna conserve my energy and I'm gonna enjoy it for what it is. Speaking of which, before I forget, yeah, do you, uh, do you guys listen to Pierce the Veil? Uh, I have before. Oh, I was gonna ask if does. you went to their concert in November. Cause, no, I no. Because I was thinking about it, and then I was like, no, I don't really have the extra cash right now. And then yeah. I figured out Brooke was going. I was like, what? And nah, so, nice. But see, I wanted to go see Blink because they got Tom, their guitarist, back. Um, but their tickets were like four hundred dollars minimum wow. for like general admission. And I was like, I can't swing. That's a perk two of, of those that's right a now. perk of listening to artists that are just now starting to like like blow up blow up a little bit. Yeah. Because um or even like lower end non popular artists that are still popular. Because right. I know Poya, I don't know if you know who Poya is, but no. Poya is someone that I listen to and they do uh, do you know who Suicide Boys are? Yes. Okay. Yes. So he works with them a lot. Okay. Has in the past, they got a lot of history, good history together. Yeah. Um, but that's how people learned who Poya was. He, mm-hmm. you know, got, I mean, he had a fan base before that, but he got a lot of fan base from being on all those Suicide Boys songs. Sure. And he like just released his own new album. Mm-hmm. It's super good. He's been doing really great recently, but his concerts or his concert tickets in Ohio floor tickets up to uh, up next to the stage in Ohio, Columbus, yeah. Ohio, or sorry, Cleveland, Ohio. It might've been Columbus or Cleveland. I don't remember. was like 20 bucks. That's rad. And, and this dude is so good and he has millions of listens on his top songs. Yep. And you know, he's pretty well known from like people that listen to suicide boys and just that community type of community. Yeah. And, 20 bucks i'm like that's insane i would yep. pay a hundred dollars to go see poya like For sure that's absolutely crazy and the kid Leroy concert that i went to that was at eastern and it was kid Leroy and jeremy zucker for the opener and those were 150 for floor tickets which wasn't like it's not the worst that i can get by no. far but that like that's just crazy yeah so not saying i'll pay a, i won't pay a lot to go see someone Oh, sure, yeah. I definitely will, but it's nice when it's on the cheap run like that. Yeah. (sighs) 
But yeah, so um, to close off, I just got like one final question. I ask everybody this on the podcast before I let them go. Already? Um, but if you could implant like one thing, one idea or one, it could be anything that um, the young minds of our generation could like replay in their head and be like, and you know, like one of those things where you saw that movie and you heard that one line and you were, you were like, it's going to change my life right, right, for right. the rest of my life. Be like this excellent is to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kind of like the, um, the Spider-Man, the, what does uncle say? With great power. Oh, with great power comes yeah. great responsibility. Yeah. yeah. Give me one of those. Oh man. <laughs> Whatever you say, it's going to be better, better than Hornets. It's going to be better than hers. Please tell me all, all she said was Hornets thought of streaming on all platforms. No, no, no. <laughs> but she did say that a lot. Oh, God, it's amazing. Um, I think the first thing she said was, well, first of all, don't take advice from me. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. It's the, the Lewis Capaldi. It's like, if you could say anything to promote your new record, which camera? Okay. Don't waste your time. <laughs> um, no. All I'll say, the thing that I will say that I wish I had known or had heard like years and years and years ago. Um, and this is going to sound weird probably, but it'll make sense. Don't care what anybody else thinks. If you think whatever you're doing is good, like, you know, if you're a musician, if you're doing a podcast, if you're an English teacher or a basketball player, whatever it is, if you think what you're doing is good, it's good. And people will gravitate towards it. It might not be, you know, a million people, but it'll be the right people. So that's that's always since since I've been an adult, that's always been a, a thing that I live my life by. Just don't care what anyone else thinks. Just you do you, do your thing, do it well. I feel like in this ability. career path too, with anything that you have to any anything that involves getting a community of people and a following whether it be music or podcasting or anything else that's a very hard concept for people to grasp yeah because they they want to match what people want so that right. they can maximize their community yeah but they also want to stay true to themselves or else they will lose their community. Yep. So they have to find that middle spot. And unfortunately, a lot of um, content creators nowadays f float a little closer to the what other people want spot. Yeah. And kind of deviate from how they started it and how they want it. And if you stay true to yourself, you might lose some following sure but the people that are gonna be there are the people that you want there and the yep. people that you know are gonna stay there yep and you know, they're always gonna come back to every episode or come back to every song or live stream yep so those are your people yeah it's the same thing my mom told me with like friend groups in school because like i never friend groups school bullying that was all just a big mosh posh of issues for me yeah and um being a senior this year I don't know, this was the first year that I just looked at myself and looked at everything around me and was just like, what if I just, like, don't care what other people think? Yep. That might fix my issues. And 
I've been so much happier than what I have been just because I'm like, you know, everybody around me that I look up to, yeah, I look up to them because they're their own people. Yeah. And sure, they might have people that don't like them, but they have people that do. And those are the people that they, because I, I, I look around and I'm like, how do they, these people have like such strong bonds with other people? It's right. because they're gravitating towards the right people in the right yeah. community and they're on apology un- unapologetically authentically themselves i would agree authenticity wins authenticity 100 of the time i agree but i do appreciate um the talk yeah uh i eventually i would like to get trent on here and we can talk about uh, a lot more theories. I feel like that would be fun and sure. even get more into some more mental health topics uh, as well. I actually think I might be going to a mental health um, or uh, sorry, a health and awareness fair nice. in Plymouth. Actually, I knew nothing about it until my one of my old teachers was because I was asking him about if he knew any good psychologists. Yeah. And he gave me one straight off the bat, said he's a great dude, 40 four years of experience That's you know rad. you can talk to him stuff like that i was like all right cool and he's like oh yeah by the way there's this thing happening. there's <laughs> there's this thing that he's affiliated with that's going on yeah and i was like you're telling me like I'm, I'm 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 trying to like start a podcast to push out awareness for mental illness and you're telling me that there's a fair about right. mental illness well there you go you <laughs> i'm going <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah i think I, th- I think it'd be very interesting hopefully i come back with just a clear mind and a lot more spots of where people come from for sure but yeah so be cool try to have you on again and we'll talk more about some mental health stuff sounds so, like a fun time i appreciate you coming on here and no do you have any socials or anything you would like to push out there any um sure uh instagram you can find me at logan witty producer w-i-t-t-e um and you can also find my music if that's a thing that you're interested in um at innocent vigilant ordinary and just like very quickly um what kind of like genre it's do you go for it's sort of i have two records out right now i haven't put out music in like six years i'm working on a third record Mm -hmm. um because i was just so busy like touring that i couldn't sit down and write um but the first two records are very like emo-y kind of like pete said uh the first record sounds like smashing pumpkins if they were good were his words (laughs) Um, which like he told me that and I was just like, oh man, I like the smashing pumpkins. Like, but okay, I'll take it. Like, that's cool. And then the second one is a little bit more math Rocky kind of American football with balls. Um, and then the new one math rock math rock. Yeah. A lot of changing time signatures and open tunings and weird things. Um, and the next record, the new one is very like, it's, it's angry. It's probably the angriest music or ang- angriest batch of songs I've written, but like the most acoustically like delicate um, and intricate. So it's kind of more like math folk, if that makes any sense. So it's kind of all over the place and it just changes as I get older. I started making, I started putting out my own music when I was 20 
and it's almost 10 years later, so. Well, I'm glad you've been in it for so long and yeah. stuck with it. And it's definitely a challenge to stick with something that long. I know that it I'm is. About, <laughs> I know that I'm going to experience that journey, but it, it definitely pays off. Oh yeah, for sure. It definitely pays off, especially when you can see and listen to what you've created and yeah. what you've made. So, well, awesome. Um, as you all know, uh, I do have my Instagram ethereal underscore podcast underscore official. Um, it's pretty much any of my socials will just be that or ethereal. I'm on all streaming platforms as well. Finally, nice. it took um, a lot of clicking and a lot of typing and a lot of emails, but <laughs> I am now on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh pretty much anything honestly i don't think some of the newer um podcast uh streaming like i know there's one that starts with a b i forgot like buzz something or maybe I, i'm not completely yeah. sure yeah. but there's some newer streaming platforms i'm not on those ones i'm just on the general ones that you would you would do apple podcast pandora stuff like that um but yeah so if you guys want to follow me on any of those and uh youtube at ethereal underscore podcast under underscore official i will hopefully have my first recorded episode within the next couple weeks so nice. we will see and see how that turns out obviously it's a the start of the journey but i think that it's going pretty well yeah oh oh i did i, f I did forget i do have to mention yes um i did this is for the viewers um episode one and two i did call them two and three but there's a reason for that <laughs> there was there was some recording mix up and i decided and because i was going to do a first episode introducing myself but i figured that um that's the least of my worries and i would rather talk about other people and their professions and maybe in the future we can go a little bit more in depth about myself but that's not one of my concerns right now so i decided to just start releasing the interviews sure so yeah but those are the socials and i appreciate you being on here no problem thanks for having me